0: Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. We are over the moon to share with you a portion of our interview with Dr. Susanna Bazzoni. Dr. Bazzoni is a family physician and a lifestyle medicine diplomat. She is the mother of three, a wife of an artist genius. She's bilingual in Spanish and English. She's a certified yoga instructor. She's an Enneagram 3, and she's also a person who loves to be in nature, to sing, and to laugh any chance she gets. She's known for her infectious enthusiasm. She's been featured in Forks Over Knives magazine, the documentary Disease Reversal Hope, and she's been on multiple podcasts, so we feel really quite lucky that we were able to interview her on our podcast. And in the interview today, we talked to her about being an Enneagram 3. We talked to her about the meaning and purpose that she finds in her work and just the importance of finding meaning and purpose in all that we do. But I know you're going to enjoy this interview with her. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Right, Welcome, Susanna, to our podcast. So appreciative for you being here. Oh, I am so excited to be here. Thank yes. You. Thanks You're, so much for having me. You are a joy. We're going to go right in, dive right in into the questions. So here's my question to you. On your website, which we uh, have listed in our episode notes and our website, but on your website, you quote the row, And here's the quote. Go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Leave the life you have imagined. So, tell me a little bit about what it has meant for you in your life to sort of follow that quote. Like.
0: Yes,
2: I mean, I think more than anything, to be your authentic self. Okay. And and that's been really, really huge um, in terms of so going to medical school, being trained in a certain way to do a certain thing, right? And you feel this really strong, you know, need to kind of. Well, this is what I'm trained to do, right? Despite I, you know, I, I've managed patients on a ventilator, right? I've 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 delivered babies. I've d- I've done all of these things, but but truly, where I went with medicine um, and wh- where I was when I was living the life that was expected of me mm-hmm. in terms of my training and my residency, and this is what I'm meant to do, and this is how the medical system works. Uh, I felt like. It, I was contributing to the sickness
0: mm-hmm. in a degree, mm-hmm.
2: despite the fact that there's wonderful doctors out there. There's many of them. There's a lot of good intentions. But once, you know, as, as my health coach, Christy Smith said, you know, she said, once you know, you can't unknow.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
2: like Santa and sex, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so when you recognize that your health is driven by your lifestyle that Mm -hmm. the roots of what we do and particularly why we do them Mm -hmm. are really contributing to the health outcomes that we see and if i see you in the doctor's office and and i just say all right you have acid reflux i give you a medicine for that because that's going to be your quickest visit Mm -hmm. that's going to be a higher rvu in other words i can get um, more reimbursement for that five minute visit Mm -hmm. than i could if i said are you stressed? What are you eating? When are you eating? Why are you eating? Yeah. You know, what are the foods you're eating? What are the choices we're making? Are you sleeping? Mm-hmm. Which is going to take me, I don't know, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right? And then we say, why don't we come up with a plan that gives you power instead of dependence. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the more that I recognize, because I wasn't trained in lifestyle in medical school or in residency right now they're just starting to have residencies where that is a training track that you can take but it just wasn't in existence mm-hmm. right i was in the first class of uh, physicians to get certified in lifestyle medicine which is you know really diving into the evidence of what does your lifestyle how can you use lifestyle all of those things mm-hmm. you know, how you can love more connect more um, eat well sleep well stress less and really reduce your excess toxins to address the root drivers Of all of our chronic diseases and there's such a huge body of evidence to say what is the right thing there but it's not about doing the right thing it's about partnering and it's about living a life where that's not overwhelming to you Mm -hmm. you know which is a lot of stuff but then once you recognize that and you see the data Mm -hmm. and then I'm continuing to feed people in a system that's taking away their power that's labeling labeling them as something sick Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'm contributing to it in effect because you know it, it was just impossible to do that in the medical system and while that's not true entirely and you know I started group visits here um and tried to really c- create community around it and that uh was amazing mm-hmm. but it yeah. was it was A disservice to me because I wasn't being authentic and so go in the direction of your dreams is to say what matters most to you and if I get home and I still have two more hours of charting and I'm mean to my kids and that matters most to me then I wasn't I wasn't being a good wife, I wasn't being a good mother, and I, and I didn't feel like I was contributing to the power of patience, which is why I did this in the first place. And so that's what that quote means. It's really just saying, you know, if we are all saying what matters most and we're living to that and you know that the choices that you make either get you closer to that or further away, yeah. mm. then that's what I want everybody to have. Yeah. And I want to do that in a way where it's accessible to everybody, despite their zip code, despite, you know, their their whatever. It's, it's that 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 should be free for all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Was it scary to make that choice? Because I imagine in America, in the culture that we live in, it is symptom versus the root cause. Yeah. And, you know, that is medical field, that is pharmaceutical field, that is the insurance field, all mm-hmm. three. So to make that radical choice, I would imagine wasn't a popular choice, even among your peers. And secondly, was it scary? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was absolutely, but it was freeing.
2: And I have to say, like I did it and I, you know, we lost our benefits, mm-hmm. right? All the security. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't make any income for an entire year,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know? And we have wow. three kids. Yeah. I'm married to a wonderful artist who's incredibly talented and it just happened that it's like destiny. He just got more contracts. He got more gigs. He got, you know, and, yeah. and it works out because if you follow your dream, honestly, I feel like the universe wants you to, <laughs> it's yeah. like support you, but yeah, it was scary. You think, what, what, what am I doing? Yeah. yeah. And it's humbling because you know, you think I'm trained to be a doctor. And then, you know, you have people go up to you and be like, so you're not practicing medicine anymore. I'm like, I am practicing medicine. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is medicine. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's, I see patients get better now far more than I ever did
1: when I was in the medical field. And so, but it, yeah, it's scary, but it's worth it. And I, I would never imagine, go back. I cannot even imagine. We were talking before we started taping that you are type three, which I would imagine for type three, the trajectory of your career path, what is, ve- was very outlined way before mm-hmm. you got there. It, yeah. You know, there's things that you do after medical school and so on and so on and so on to build your medical career and you just kind of reversed that 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 tractor in the whole another direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that felt amazing. Amazing. It felt amazing, I'm but so proud of for a 3 that that is don't you think Christy, yeah. like it's huge yeah. specifically for type 3. I think.
2: Well, yeah. well I mean, you know, it's it's fascinating cuz it you and you it. are in medical school, you're constantly yeah. Trying to, you know, you're ready to be pimped, which is like when they ask you questions and you're like, you yeah. know, if you've slept for like four and a half hours, mm-hmm. you like, oh my God, you know, what's the best management for this patient? What are the, what's on the differential diagnosis? All these things. You're constantly trying to get your brain to think and act and do in a way that is according to the guidelines, that yeah. is, fits into this box and that you are pleasing everybody that controls your destiny because yeah. it's all about mm-hmm. saying okay first you got to get in med school and then you got to get get into residency yep. and then you say okay you got to do you got to publish you got you all all of these yep. things that go and it's all to try to fit within this realm of what success is defined as, and the sicker and more complicated the patient, the higher the reimbursement, Mm -hmm. you know? And so the more I do to you as a patient, you know, if I cut on you, if I give you more meds, if you're really complicated and I diagnose you properly, it means that I've said, Mm -hmm. you're not just diabetic, no. You're diabetic with, you know, all these complications. You get specific on this. The more specific you get, the more complicated it is, the more reimbursed you are, not to say that the doctors see any of the reimbursement. Yes right? The medical system does because yeah. it's a business. It's a and machine. the sicker the patient, it's a the more reimbursement they have. Mm-hmm. And then when you know this and you're like, but we can talk about why you're diabetic, and we can talk about why your blood pressure's up, and we can address those things, and it's gonna take a lot longer, and it's gonna mm-hmm. take a lot more partnership, and a lot more work, and, and eventually fewer medications. Yeah. But then you go to a, a CEO hospital meeting, and they're saying, we're doing great. We got yeah. all these strokes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. We got all these bariatric mm-hmm, surgeries. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where the reimbursement is. And and I and, I, and I again repeat that doctors are great and they're going into it for the right reasons and they're doing amazing things in the acute sick care system. But they have to, to, to operate the in, the but but have in a broken
1: to system. But they have to operate in the broken system. Yeah. And so exactly. so then what do you expect? Right. Yeah.
2: And they don't have the support they need if they're gonna, you know, try to address the nutrition, say, which we know yeah. is driving so many of these yeah. things, but or other than stress, sleep. You know, you look at social determinants of health, right? What is the access to healthy food that you have? What what zip code do you live in? Because that's yeah. going to say a lot about the health that you have. And they don't have the resources um, or the funding, if you will, to, to manage those things to actually make patients well. And and it's frustrating because they really want to help, but they don't have the time or the resources or the training to actually address the root drivers And until until you have to break the mold. Like, you just have to say, you know, what are we gonna do differently? Yeah. And, you know, eventually, I think in 20 years, maybe. Is that <laughs> and, what yeah, you're thinking? Kind of that Well, you know, lifestyle medicine. For the US? I, I think, generally, any intervention that you start to do it takes 20 years to even get the beginning data on mm-hmm. it, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, and we have so much data for lifestyle medicine. They're just trying to figure out how to really get it to be integrated Quantified. into the system. And to re- get reimbursed and to get mm. the teams and the coaches and the, all the things that go with that. But it's, you know, I'd like to think in 20 years it's going to be more established, but, but we have to kind of, I mean, there's so much. I don't know how to fix it. I don't think anybody does, but we've got this whole pharmaceutical and food industry. and
1: Right, that we're right, and to. everything is interconnected. I don't think people even think or realize yeah. it, that everybody's each other's hookup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. But there's a lot not, of money. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I wanna share just a short story. So in the last maybe six months, I had something come up with my hip and knee and it was so debilitating that my husband had to help me out of bed. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, that. I remember. Kath. Yeah, yeah, But it was, le- it was less than a week, but I went to two doctors during that time, and they both offered me a cortisol shot, which is fine. That's part of what they do with sports mm-hmm. medicine. I declined the cortisol shot, and I just told them I wanted to kind of give it some time. And so during that time, I just paid attention to my body, but also my feelings and yeah. i realized that i had some more grief to do with some a miscarriage that i would had, had last mm-hmm. year and also my dad's death because he had died during covid and i do think that i had pulled something in yoga so i think there was a physical mm-hmm. component to this like kind of kinetic line of energy yeah. with my hip and knee but i also think that there was something emotional going mm-hmm. on and so i allowed myself to feel that and within a week everything was fine within a week. Now I could have taken the cortisol shot. Mm -hmm. I could have taken high pain medications. All of that was offered to me, but I decided to feel it. And I think that's what yoga is also inviting us to like, feel your body, feel your pain, you know, pay attention. That's mindfulness. That's yoga. And so, you know, that was the time where I did that instead of the Western yeah. medicine approach of just take the medicine, mm-hmm. make the pain go away. Like we don't want to struggle. We don't yeah. want to yeah. face the hard things, but I think that's part of what it's huge. you're saying. Yeah. And that, and that our body has so much wisdom yeah. and we're taught
1: not
2: to listen to it. Yeah. And so those are signals and that awareness gives you growth. That gives you strength and that nothing good that you truly feel fulfilled in ever happens without a little bit of struggle.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
2: I mean, and just forever, you know. It's breathing in an uncomfortable position. It's finding and facing and getting right, like up to your edge, and knowing that that's where the growth happens. You mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. and you're not going to grow if you're always comfortable. If it's mm-hmm. handed to you, mm-hmm. then it's not going to be as rewarding. You didn't work for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that all pain is good and all pain should be, you know, not medicated or etc. Oh, sure. At the same time, it's 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 so powerful. Yeah. I mean, I'm very similar. I had this this mass. In which I still have, but um, it was in my uh, basically in, in this muscle in my jaw and, um, and it was getting bigger as it, right when I was about to quit or um, longer, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. And right the, the medical system. And, and it was just getting so intense and so large. And if you have a parotid mass, which is mm-hmm. a salivary gland, you have to get it evaluated. Um, And because it was so big, it was so taut, I really couldn't feel what was there. And it had been there for a long time, I just hadn't really thought of it or managed Mm -hmm. it, but because it was so obvious, and you could see it just Mm -hmm. from my face, and um, so I finally got it imaged, right, mm-hmm. years later, right? But, but it, so I got it imaged. I was just about to, to, to like, all, all was coming to a head in terms of I've got to leave this. And thankfully, I had this supportive husband that said, you need to do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. That's, and whatever you decide is, but you need to feel fulfilled, and you can't be coming home miserable all the time. And so I got it imaged, and, um, and in the time that I got it uh, imaged, Versus when the report came, mm-hmm. I was, at that point, I just said, you know what, I'm just going to do what I need to do. I'm going to focus on self-care. I'm going to focus on, on restoring myself and, and, and taking care of myself because I was just so overwrought and wasn't sleeping, et cetera. And in that time, it cut down in size to about like a quarter of what it had been. Mm. And, and when I got there, and I went to the dentist that day, and at that point, I could feel, man, that's a stone in there. And the dentist was like, that's a stone. You know, and I was like, "It's totally a stone." That's what it's just building up right there. And and so so when I got the report back, it said likely malignant, needs a biopsy. Oh, and and I called the radiologist, but who has the power to do this? I called the radiologist and was like, "I'm sorry, but in the time since you had the scan done, and then from the time that I've I've actually you know um, gotten this report." it's decreased in size and Mm -hmm. you know if it was a malignant tumor doesn't happen it wouldn't have done that I was like is it possible it's a stone and he was like yeah it's possible Uh, but usually there's inflammation in around it and I was like you know I had about the least inflammatory diet you could eat and I've just been working with self-care and and you know he's and why is it you say it might be malignant he said go I can't see the fat pad below it because there's not a lot of inflammation around it and I was like, well, in light of this and the chronic state, because he didn't get any of the information from the ordering doctor, because there was a lack of communication, you know, all the things that happened right in our medical system, yep. you know, the nurse put in the order, she didn't know my history, yep. mm-hmm. right? I said, Well, so could you add in the report? Right? Because if if it had gone down this route and they didn't find it, then in order to get to that space you have to cut out this whole thing. You have to oh, take wow. your face up basically and take it out. Yeah. And it could cause paralysis of that side of the face. So all the things that happen, because we go through this this we're concerned about malpractice. We're concerned we have to do the worst possible thing. We have to label you as the worst possible thing. And I'm, you know, by mm. any means not saying that if you have a you shouldn't believe reports. Sure. But in light we have to question what is it that our body is telling us, what is it that we need and what is the next right move? And we don't want to let anything go, but just the power of recognizing you know when I finally listen to what my body when you listen to what your body Mm -hmm. needed and you can actually say actually I can learn from that I needed I had to work through stuff Mm -hmm. I was grinding my jaw so much it couldn't breathe it was just it was just causing that swelling but it it just is there's so much power that our bodies have that we are not we are taught to fear instead of listen to Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and there's just so much to be had there in terms of when you expand this like why am I here I'm not here because I have high blood pressure. I'm not here because I have this diagnosis. I am here because there's something meaningful that I have a purpose on this planet to achieve. And if nobody asks me that, they're not helping me heal.
0: Because mm-hmm. they don't even
2: know why I'm here. They diagnose me, they define me as my ICD-10 code, the diagnosis that I am put, because that's what they have to do to get your insurance to cover you, to get a, mm-hmm. you know, your prescription covered, your, your, to order anything on you. Mm-hmm. You have to have a diagnosis code, and it's always pathologic. Mm-hmm. But they're not asking you, like, what matters to you? Like, why are you here, and what can I help you do, and know that your health is necessary to that end, and your health is driven by the way you live. And that's not dependent just on your behaviors, it's not about blame, it's about power,
0: mm-hmm. right? And it's
2: about the way that you live is also nudged by your environment, by your community, by your zip code, by, by what resources you have. Do you live in a food swamp or a food desert or do you, or do you have healthy food? Like what, what is the story there and how can we nudge everybody to recognize that every person has value and they're here really for a reason?
0: But we lose
2: that, and as a result, we lose this great opportunity to have incredible, vibrant, purpose-driven communities where everybody's on fire.
0: Yeah. You know? And that's the yoga way as well. I mean, we say namaste sometimes at the end of class, and it means I see you. It means I honor you. and. That you're trying to have this ethic of care to say, like, I want to know who you are. And I want to help you to be the best version of yeah. yourself. And so, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it
2: is. It's that I see you. It's
0: not that I
2: will only talk to you because we believe the same thing and we vote for the same people. Yeah. It's that each person has there just so much value and beauty and and it gets completely ignored in our quote healthcare system yeah yeah you know and we've got to change that because you know just imagine what could happen i mean you guys know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know you see people like yeah it's just you know and and it's unfortunate how few people recognize their value their worth mm-hmm. and what their power really is mm-hmm. yeah and yeah so much to do well,
0: Today, in our conversation with Susanna, we talked about the importance of listening and paying attention to what's going on inside of us, whether that's physical pain or emotional pain. And part of the work of yoga is can we be with that pain? Can we pay attention to it? And so I'd like to read a poem that is by Oriah Mountain Dreamer, and it's called The Invitation. And I really believe this poem speaks to the conversation we had with Susanna about really listening to your body. It doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for. And if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing, it doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love, for your dream, for the adventure of being alive. It doesn't interest me what planets are squaring your moon. I want to know if you have touched the center of your own sorrow. If you have been opened by life's betrayals or have become shriveled and closed from fear of further pain. I want to know if you can sit with pain mine or your own, without moving to hide it or fade it or fix it. I want to know if you can be with joy, mine or your own, if you can dance with wildness and let the ecstasy fill you to the tips of your fingers and toes without cautioning us to be careful, be realistic, remember the limitations of being human. It doesn't interest me if the story you are telling me is true. I want to know if you can disappoint another to be true to yourself. If you can bear the accusation of betrayal and not betray your own soul. If you can be faithless and therefore trustworthy. I want to know if you can see beauty even when it is not pretty every day. And if you can source your own life from its presence I want to know if you can live with failure, yours and mine, and still stand at the edge of the lake and shout to the silver of the full moon, yes. It doesn't interest me where you live or how much money you have. I want to know if you can get up after the night of grief and despair, weary and bruised to the bone, and do what needs to be done to feed the children. It doesn't interest me who you know or how you came to be here. I want to know if you will stand in the center of the fire with me and not shrink back. It doesn't interest me where or what or with whom you have studied. I want to know what sustains you from the inside when all else falls away. I want to know if you can be alone with yourself, And if you truly like the company you keep in the empty moments. Namaste, friends.